Hi, I'm Sherry Youngward. Welcome to the Quiet Place podcast. This is a place for you to come up for air anytime, day or night, and find a quiet moment of replenishment and rest. I am so glad you are here. If you would like to hear about upcoming gatherings, new music, and online women's events, which I offer once a month, please join my email list. Also, if you'd like to help support this podcast through a one-time gift or through the gift exchange, which is a monthly support option where I in turn send you a monthly gift, thank you so much. Every little bit helps. It really, really does. You can do all these things at sherryyoungword.com. Thanks again. This episode is the 17th in a series called We Take Our Turns. I'm going through a book I wrote with that title. We are nearing the end of this series. Today I will read pages 100 and 101. You are welcome to listen to this series in any order. This episode is dedicated to Anne Kay. What I'm about to read are bits I heard and a verse I wrote in my journal over a decade ago. Here we go. Somewhere in Ohio. Pieces of stories I hear. Been a long time since I had natural pineapple. About four years, maybe. I've just had the kind in the can. That girl with the bad knee might need two or three more surgeries. She chased a thief out of her store, and his girlfriend ran her over. It's midnight. I'm not sure what town I'm in. There is no service. I can't call or text. Luke 18, verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. When I read back on that kind of random journal entry, I remembered very well the feeling I had in my stomach. I was picked up at the airport, and we drove for around three hours. Somewhere we stopped along the way, at a restaurant where Guy Fieri and his people had just been, and the waitress was hoping they would make it on his show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I'm pretty sure they served armadillo, or something deep-fried, and different than I'd ever seen on a menu. There was a lot of different. Different scenery and sounds, different clothes and conversations, and different people who moved at a different pace. I love those differences. Even if it gave me butterflies, something in me loves new places. Places nothing like where I'm from. I still can't tell you what town I was in, but somehow I just revisited parts of conversations and the drive and the restaurant and the hotel at midnight. What strikes me is I could read those few lines and be taken right back 
to a time and place. I mean, half the time when I run downstairs, I can't remember what I was looking for. Yet right now, I'm remembering places and people I haven't thought of in a decade. And not only that, I can recall how I felt. Have you ever considered how when God created us, he somehow dreamt up our memories and the capacity they would hold? He created us so the smell of pine trees or a ripe blackberry on a vine can transport us back to a place and a feeling. Psalm 103, verse 2. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The ability to remember, to go back and play a scene from my real life, is a benefit I haven't specifically thanked God for. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. James chapter 1, verse 17. Today I went for a walk, and with all these thoughts fresh in my mind, as memories came, I found a whole new bundle of ways to thank God. I remembered how it felt to hug my mom in her bright pink silky pajamas. And I know my sister can remember too. I treasure that. What a gift. Of course, there are bad memories too. I had to swat some away like flies, even today. But handling hard memories is for another time. Right now, I want to read you something my close friend Donna wrote. Now especially, considering the one who created us to hold such memories, I was impacted all over again by what she wrote, and I can't even count how many times I've read this. I'm curious what may be stirred in you as well. Here is the chapter titled Blackberry Vines from Donna Stripling's book, Rooted and Reaching. On a hike, I noticed the scent of sun-warmed blackberries in the air, bringing back childhood memories of picking berries in the woods with my mother. I can still see her hands moving through the wild bramble bushes, avoiding thorns, fingers plucking blackberries into cupped hands, handfuls hitting the bottom in a drum roll of plunks, becoming silent as the pile grew. Vines pinned under her shoes. She moved deeper into the briars laden with fruit. She hummed as she picked. Her eyes sparkled. Her energy seemed inexhaustible, and nothing could extinguish that smile on her face. Fearful of the pokey vines, I stood behind her. How do you not get stuck? She laughed. Years of picking. Walking home, I peeked inside her pans, all of them full. My pan rattled with little marble-sized berries 
clanking against the side. Comparing my purple fingers to hers, I wondered, how will I ever get over being afraid of the thorns and quit eating all of my berries? Thinking back, I realize it wasn't just having berries that fueled her ambition to fill her freezer. Those mounds of berries would become pies. Fragrant invitations gathering loved ones around her table. Those memories reminded me of her beautiful heart. Everyone loved sitting on a stool at the counter in her tiny kitchen. There, you felt like the only person in the world and the only thought on her mind. Her eyes and smile warmed you like a sunny window. She listened, heard you, and asked the right questions. Her heart received your thoughts and ideas. Struggles and worries lifted here. Who she was and what she did aligned. She loved from the inside out. Those she gathered were nourished by her hands, directed by her heart. Her beauty became more than the sum of words and actions. She reflected God's love pulsing through her life. Getting a whiff of blackberries touched a longing deep within, a desire to sit in my mother's kitchen one more time, sharing all the ways her life inspired me while eating a slice of blackberry pie together, made with her signature ingredient, love. Thank you, Donna. Isn't it intriguing to think the words you spoke, food you cooked, support you gave, time you spent, comfort you brought, are treasured in someone else's memory? The Blackberry wasn't really the star of Donna's writing. The Blackberry connected her, and now us, to the treasure of her mother. Jesus often used common things in nature to teach us and remind us of the treasure of God. Jesus said, look at the birds. So when we do, we'll remember our Heavenly Father who feeds them will feed us too. Jesus said, see how the flowers of the field grow. So when we see the wonder and detail of a wildflower, we might remember he will take care of us with the same great detail. Jesus said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So when we take the bread and the cup, we remember him with great affection. What if we reconsider the benefit of our God-given memory and maybe free up some space and thank him for the good things we recall? Small towns, 
blackberries, silky hugs, natural pineapple, the bread and the cup, the birds of the air, and the signature ingredient. I will read to you from Matthew chapter 6, verses 26 through 33, Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2, and 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 25. So, take a nice deep breath and try not to think of blackberry pie for a minute while I read to you now. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper he took the cup, saying, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me.